ass written on the back. Because I took a lot of work to get my notes together for this one, so there's no And not mail them off? And look. I didn't mail them out this week. And she's saving the trees. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mind. Shh. I mean, yeah, because it's in my car, so nothing happened. strange i'm ashley i'm tiffany and i'm rebecca thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history mystery and theory of all things questionable odd and eerie happy new year not yet yes um, yeah Love. the 27th it's the 27th it's when we start saying happy new year it's after christmas and it's all those really funny people year. start saying see you next year I wasn't going to say that at the end of this episode. Oh, sorry. Ruined it. Sorry. Let me just mark that note <laughs> out right here. Rebecca. You notice what I didn't want you to read on the back? <laughs> Rebecca, I am so shocked that you like me and Ashley because a lot of the things you hate in life we embody. <laughs> it's called balance. I'm a Gemini and I need it. You're a very patient Gemini. Very patient. That's not true. I am also a Gemini and I don't. You don't patient? patient. <laughs> Very well. What are patient? I'm putting all of that into my child and the rest of the world. I'm like, uh-uh, can't do it. Sorry. Patience meter is full with a toddler. With a three-year-old. Oh, no. By the time this comes out, he'll be three. Yes, he will, honey. That's scary. Do we need a moment of and silence sad. for you to chug? No. You say moment of silence and I bonk everything there is to bonk. <laughs> I'm supportive for you. Tink, 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 tink. <laughs> no, it's just uh, every year is going to be hard. It is. It is. And I feel like it was just yesterday I was getting a text from your husband going, I forgot to text you. Ashley had him. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. I guarantee you I wasn't even around at that time and Tiffany just knew. Well, I Did was... Did you not just know? Okay, so he was born on Christmas morning, and I was at my in-law's house, and I have no service there, ah. and I knew she was in the hospital, but it was, I had to be up there for Christmas, and I was like, call or text as soon as it happens, you know, just let me know, keep me informed, and I remember waking up at 3 a.m., rolling over and looking at my phone like, there's got to be something going on, and then I wake up the next morning, and James is like, forgot to text you, she had him, I'm like, ah! Ah. She said she rolled over and looked at her phone at 3 a.m. He was born at 2.52. Oh, that's creepy. (laughs) Best friends. So, yeah. She knew. She just didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, we have a weird connection like Mm -hmm. that. But I feel like that was yesterday. Yeah. It's crazy. Meanwhile, I'm just like, let's send gifs of hot guys until the other one responds. I'm totally okay with that. (laughs) Yes. It usually works. Don't stop with the sexy gifs. Mm -mm. Do not. We need to come up with like a term for that. Except for I call it gifs, so... Just FYI. Every time you guys say just, I'm like, eh, twitch. But I make you twitch all the time. You're so one it's fine. of those people. I am one of those. I just kind of go back and forth. She said gif, so I said gif. Gifta. Oh. You're With a big shiny gifts. bow. <laughs> <laughs> that we have to slowly peel away. Brown chicken, brown cow. Poisons. <laughs> I could tell by Rebecca's face that she needed to go there. Poison. Tiffany. Would you like to kick us off this week? So I feel like I should kick things off, but I also feel like I'm going to have the peppiest 
of the poisons this week? Probably, yeah. So do you want me to kick it off or do you want like a palate cleanser? I'll kick it off. Okay. Panic attacks are back, Jack! Yay! Yay! Huzzah. Yeah. Yesterday I had my first panic attack in about four months. Yay! It was great. They're always so great. So it was the first one I had at my new job and I was technically by myself i was at work but in the past i worked with my best friend uh-huh. so if it happened at work <laughs> i don't think i had one while we i had some episodes but i didn't have like a full-blown panic attack yeah good yeah i had a couple episodes while we worked together that both of you helped me through but anyway so yeah so i had to leave work and i called tiffany and she talked me down and i don't know where it came from or what brought it on but um they're back yay so just in time for the holidays. Did you tell him he wasn't invited? Panic attack, Jack? Mm-hmm. I tried, but that just makes him even more upset. Yeah. Yeah, he's passive aggressive like that. Extremely. Yeah. So it was a uh, good times, and hopefully it's just like one more for the year. Let's just cap it off, and maybe they'll go away for another, like, Four, six months, year, That'd be sweet. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ever. Lots of years, ever, forever. Maybe that was just his send off. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. And this one, everything was cool. I didn't have anything that was like super stressful. I was just working and doing my thing, and then my heart started to race, and I started to feel all flush and felt my anxiety, and I was like, I gotta go. And then got in my car, and by the time I got to my car, it was like full blown. So. Mm-hmm. It was super fantastic, but like I said, I called Tiffany. She helped me through it, the main of it, and then I put on some angry music and got home and hung out with my bug, and I was good. Yeah. Yay! So, but yeah, huzzah. <sighs> huzzah! I hate those so much. They're so not fun. It's like, speaking of anxiety... <laughs> hey, what's your poison, Rebecca? <laughs> okay, there's two times a year I tend to have an existential crisis. It's when I realize I'm one year older. I mean, even when I was 12, I did this. I'm yeah. like, oh, God, I turned 13. Oh. <laughs> Why am I o- older? What does it mean? Life is fleeting. <laughs> Everything's short. It means nothing. And then now that I'm older, it's, oh, my God, it's 2019. Life is short. Everything's fleeting. <laughs> Everything's fleeting. I have to do my taxes. I do- oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. Sorry. Hey, Jack. Welcome. How's it going? <laughs> that's why he loves company yeah like even if i'm having a good year and a good christmas like without fail i'm just like oh my god Uh it's another year i have to change the way i write it i'm gonna screw it up and i don't know what's going on this year what am i doing with my life am i saving enough can i retire what's going on should I invest in things? I should invest in things. I wonder what the... What's the stock market doing? What is that doing? I wonder if um, internet currency is still a thing. Is what that are still stocks? a thing? Are we still Bitcoining? Oh, my God. Am I too old to Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. So, that's cool. Yeah. Welcome to adulthood with anxiety. <laughs> it's like one of those subclasses that you didn't read when you signed the papers of, I'm an adult now. Uh, time out. I never signed those papers. Yeah, same. Okay. I don't know what happened. I got like Ursula in that bitch <laughs> where I was like holding the pen, reading the contract, and then it just and, flew out of and, my hand and, and, and signed my singing, name. And there's two yeah. like sidekicks staring you down and yeah. everything's glowing for some reason and yeah. then you can't speak. For exa- yeah. Precisely. <laughs> and all of a sudden I have no voice and I got married and got my sea legs back. I don't know what was going on. 
do we need to pause for a second? No. Is everything okay? Clap twice if you're fine. Okay. <laughs> that was not an edit point, Rebecca. Just keep rolling. I, 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 I actually listened to the episode as I edit. <laughs> All right, Tiffany. So now that we've had our uh, crises on microphone. So mine was... Pe- pe- pep us up. Mine was going to be peppy, but now I'm starting to get like flush and anxious and <laughs> big shiny bow big shiny bow all right so my poison this week is i am still riding the high life of like getting past one big obstacle and realizing that it's not as scary as i thought it was going to be and i'm feeling really good good Yay. yes and like other things are starting you know how sometimes when you're feeling really bad everything looks bleak yep <laughs> and there are did you listen to our poisons <laughs> And there are other times where everything is going well, and it's like, you feel like Lady Luck is... I'm walking on sunshine. Yeah. Whoa. And Lady Luck is my mistress, and, like, things are going well. I'm riding that high, and I feel like I've taken some of y'all's joy, so I'm going to, like, share it back. You keep your joy, boo. You've gone through your crisis already for the end of 2018. Oh, look. We're finishing out the year, making sure everybody has their crisis. Oh, how friendship sweet. goals. Get out of here, Jack. <laughs> crisis has been had. You can go now. The yeah. end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there we go. Woo, 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 woo. Ta-da. It, so what are we learning about today? It's going to be real light. Real sure. lighthearted. Real fluffy. Oh, good. Real. Are we learning about rainbows? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Wait, I thought that was your topic. We're it, allowed to take rainbows? No. <laughs> <laughs> I will cut you. You, <laughs> you just took away her happy. Do you want another existential crisis? Because I, I can bring one on. Whoa. That. Okay. This is <laughs> Tiffany when she's happy, you guys. When I get dark, I get real dark. <laughs> she happies murders you. <laughs> I happies murders. Why did you take my rainbows? Richard Gene Simmons. <laughs> gracious mm-hmm. so okay what are we wor- learning about in your notes that i did not read did you read it no i tried to write it really messy so that it would be hard to read <laughs> if anyone saw it and then i was immediately now turn it the other way <laughs> i don't i can't read it i promise okay good so part of my um anxiety this week is getting my notes together <laughs> i'm sorry So this is something that I really wanted to cover, and it was just one of those topics, so it was just hard to get together, but I think I did it. Y'all can tell me in like 45 minutes when we're done. Okay. Sweet. Yes. Sweet. You guys know I went to New Orleans Mm -hmm. for Thanksgiving this year. Yes, you did. And while we were there, we were just kind of bebopping around the city, and I had printed off some information on like big sightseeing stops and acted as like a free tour guide for my family as we were walking Which around. Which I'm sure they loved. Half yes, half were just like, oh my god. So Bug <laughs> liked it. Hagrid was not into it. No, Hagrid liked it because oh, I tried to like take into account who all was going to be there and stuff that like might interest everybody. How many Disney songs did you sing? <laughs> not important. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> not the point. Not part of the tour, okay? But anyway, so we were bebopping around, and there was one place in particular that was on my notes, because I printed off, like, a self-guided tour, basically, and went through, and I was like, LaLaurie Mansion, duh. Cafe du Monde, duh. duh. French Market, duh. duh. And there's a couple on there that I didn't really know much about, and I was like, eh, if we pass them and they look interesting, we'll stop. So we were following the map, and we come around this corner, and... 
it was in this point of the tour that a lot of people's attitude shifted. Oh. Like toddler meltdown shifted or just shifted? Toddler meltdown shifted. And it was close to lunchtime, too. So it might have been some hangry mm-hmm. thrown in there. But people got less interested in the tour. People were getting snippy. People weren't wanting to walk around anymore. Yeah. Tempers were getting shorter, et cetera, et cetera. Typical family vacation. Yeah. At some but point. <laughs> for the most part, the group that we were with, like, we're pretty happy-go-lucky, easy, like, yeah, sure, whatever. Let's go in here and eat. Who cares? And it, I just happened to notice that this was as we were by the Gardette La Petra House. Yup. Mm-hmm. Sure. Bra- Bravo. Yes. <laughs> that was the next stop on this tour. Okay. And that was one of the ones that I kind of skipped over because I'd never really heard of it. So now I'm going to tell you guys the story Ooh. of this house. I feel like it's going to be very lighthearted and happy. Absolutely. Should I turn on the EMF reader? But, yes. Ugh. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. Cookie. Was... Hello. Oomph. How are you? Thank you for joining us. <laughs> eh. All right. So. In the French Quarter of New Orleans, Louisiana, only two blocks from the infamous Bourbon Street, sits an ordinary-looking home as far as the French Quarter standards go. A large building with pale pink walls and wrought iron lace details on the multiple balconies that to casual passerbys offers no clue as to the mystery and unsolved happenings in the building. Intrigued. Hmm. Until, you know, somebody who's sensitive to mysteries and unsolved happenings happens to walk by the house and we're like, hmm. Let's go somewhere and grab lunch now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. So you didn't go in? No. We didn't really go into any of these places because it was the holiday and a bunch of places were closed. It's a walking tour. Yeah. So we just kind of did like a little walking tour and I had like little paragraphs on each place. Got it. Okay. So which when we go back down for Crime Con, if y'all want to do another little walkthrough, I'm down. We'll bring the... mm. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I will bring... We'll get wine for Tiffany. You you can walk around with open containers in New Orleans. It's needed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The house was reportedly built in 1836 for Joseph. And I'm sorry for some of these names. They're like Cajun French. So mispronunciations might be off. All right. The house was reportedly built in 1836 for Joseph Coulton Gardet, a Philadelphia-born dentist. The home was painted at signature pink color but lacked the grandeur it has grown to be known for. Just three years after the construction, the house was sold to John Baptiste Lepret, a wealthy plantation owner who purchased the home in 1839 and added the wraparound balconies, the courtyard, and the elaborate interior. My mm. kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Lepret used the home for entertaining, mostly during the fall and the winter when the opera was in town. And the rest of the year, he and his family lived in their large plantation home in the Plaque Mines Parish. Ooh. Yeah. Fancy, fancy. Shortly after the Civil War, his business began to fall on hard times, so Labrette began to look for someone to purchase or rent the property. He was soon approached by a young Turkish man that said he had a renter lined up who was looking for a home that would be large enough for his client and all the men, and men, women, and children that traveled with him, and he would be able to pay two years up front in cash. Heck yes. Hmm. Coming to the end of his options, Lepret accepted the offer and agreed to rent the home to the mysterious man. After the finances were sorted, the new owner started to move in. Do tell. I will. (laughs) So is he still there as the other, as the new owners are moving in? No. Okay. He has signed off on the house. His family has gone back to the plantation. Little was known about the man as he kept mostly to himself. In turn, plenty of rumors began circulating about the new neighbor, including one where people believed that he was actually a Turkish sultan. 
Ooh. The first thing the neighbors noticed were the preparations prior to the new tenant moving in, as the home began to be transformed into what would be known as an Eastern Pleasure Palace. My kind of guy. <laughs> Is that what you want your house eventually to be known as? At the Eastern Pleasure Palace. By Tiffany. <laughs> There's giant bows. There's giant bows. <laughs> Sparkly bows. And uh, grandeur and elaborate interiors. I could see it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a fence and gate were added. The windows were furnished with heavy draperies that didn't allow light in or out. Oh. The doors okay. were always closed and locked. Oh. The balconies were permanently closed. A large padlock was added to the front gate. Large trucks would quickly be brought into the home surrounded by armed men that could f- be frequently seen in the courtyards and monitoring all the doors. He okay. was selling drugs. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing something. It's a little suspicious. Just a little bit. But, you know. If you're going to sell drugs, don't get a bright pink house. It wasn't bright. It was like a pale pink. It was a tasteful pink. Right. Oh. I mean, it is the French <laughs> Quarter. Apologies. So a pastel pink house really isn't the thing that, you know, jumps out at me a couple blocks over from Bourbon Street. It's the giant padlock on the, <laughs> the gate the, that wasn't the there a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's rumored that the home was occupied by the sultan and his harem that was complete with women of all ages and sizes, men and as well as young boys. Oh. (laughs) That was harmonized, guys. I appreciate that. (laughs) Some say he went as far as to kidnap women and torture them until they gave in to his pleasures. No. I don't like this anymore. I didn't like it beforehand, but now I don't like it at all. I did until this stuff. No one really left the home once they're inside. There were ongoing deliveries of luxurious food and supplies, along with rumors of drug use. The smell of hashish and opium would often waft through the streets. I was trying to remember what the drug of choice was then. It was opium. and opium. (laughs) I was right. And wild parties would run all day and night. In the two years that the home was occupied by the sultan and his harem, there was rarely a time when the neighbors couldn't hear sounds coming from the home. Please tell me it was happy music. Which lovingly began... Is that a music example? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) In the two years that the home was occupied by the sultan and his harem, there was rarely a time when the neighbors couldn't hear sounds from the home, which came to be known as the sultan's palace. Happy sounds? Just music and people and constant goings-ons there. No matter what time of day, what day, what... I would be so annoyed. Behind the locked fence and the heavy drapes and the closed balconies. And the armed guards. Not (sighs) suspicious at all. Mm -mm. Then, one night, there's a dreadful storm off the coast, which hits New Orleans with such force that everyone retreats into their homes. During this, a strange ship arrives in the harbor. No one is around to see the crew or question their business. They arrive silently and with a very clear destination in mind. All night, the storm is so violent that no one hears anything other than the thunder and rain. The next morning, a neighbor is taking a walk when she noticed the gate had been left open and the house was the quietest it had been since the new neighbors had moved in. In Uh fact, it was completely silent. Second that. (laughs) Second the (laughs) uh-oh. As she approached the house, she noticed a weird stain at the bottom of the front door. The closer she got, the clearer it became that the weird stain was a large pool of blood that was streaming from under the door onto the steps and out onto the sidewalk. That must be a lot of blood. It's no big deal. Responding to the women's screams of horror, the police rushed to the scene, and what they found was one of the most gruesome massacres they had ever seen. What? 
The front door, which was also unlocked, opened, and the officers were faced with a scene so gruesome and an overwhelming smell of death and blood so putrid that several of the officers were not able to even go into the home. Well, that, um, that's no party. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I did not mean to sound so excited. <laughs> Woo! Massacre! <laughs> I am not fascinated by this stuff. That is not the sound at all. of panic. Okay. Tell me more. The elaborately decorated home now more closely resembled a butcher shop than an exotic palace. Body parts and organs were strewn across the home. Just place those anywhere. It's fine. Each room of the mansion was thick with torn flesh, spatters of red, and dissected bodies, all of them which had been butchered by a sword or axe. Wow. Mm. The hardwoods were so slick with blood, it was hard to walk without slipping. Ew. Every man and woman were so horrifically dismembered, it was impossible to tell what parts belonged to which body. The only way they were able to figure out how many bodies were throughout the home was to do a literal head count. Oh <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> I should not be laughing. Oh no, I got the giggles when I wrote those two. <laughs> Nervous laughter, it's fine. <laughs> Holy cannolis. Yes. Is yes. that where the term head count came from? I don't know. Probably not, but. I, I, I mean, it might be from like wars and stuff. Probably. That's, that, that's awesome. That's great. Mm. And they do tours of this place? Mm-hmm. I mean, they cleaned well, up a little bit. Oh. Not anymore, but uh, we'll get there. Okay. Da, 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 da. Head count, literal head count, bodies, <laughs> brutally murdered ex, butchers. Da, 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 ah, da, ah, ah, that was scary. <laughs> Sorry. I thought that went off for a second there. No, continue. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the horror didn't stop with murder. The beautiful harem girls, the Arab boys, and even the guards were raped and subjected to vile sexual assaults before being brutally murdered. All of them. By who? One person? The bodies that they could still investigate. There were signs of sexual assault. But they can't prove if the sexual assault was done at the time of the murders or (laughs) while living in the house. Oh, I thought you said before or after. I was like, oh, God. No, they couldn't tell if it was like part of the murder or if it was something that had been occurring in the home. Got it. Yeah. Trying to process the hellish scene that they had just witnessed, the police officers made their way to the courtyard where one of the officers spotted what he believed to be a glove. Upon closer inspection, they realized it was a hastily filled grave with a hand reaching out of it. Oh, yay. As they unearthed the body, they discovered the body was that of the young Turkish man the neighborhood had come to know as the Sultan. Uh, Say what now? The The person buried in the backyard was... No, he's dead too? Yes. He didn't do this. Was he buried alive? From the appearance of his body, the man suffered a hellish last few moments of life. Oh, yay. Appearing to have been badly beaten before he was buried. Further examinations found a sizable amount of earth in his mouth, throat, and lungs, suggesting that he had spent his last moments attempting to claw his way out of the thick New Orleans clay, and he was very much alive when he was buried. Yay. Well. That's awesome. (laughs) So awesome. Well. To this day, no one can say with certainty who the Sultan was, or who killed him, or why. Some New Orleans suspect... Sorry. Some New Orleanians <laughs> suspected pirates or street criminals were behind the murder spree. And some believed that he wasn't a sultan at all mm-hmm. and that he was the sultan's brother who had escaped to New Orleans after stealing the sultan's wives, servants, and possessions. 
Ah. And it's believed that once the Sultan found out where his brother was hiding, he hired hitmen to kill his brother and anyone else who left his home without his permission. I'm going to stick with that one. That's going to be my guess. No one knows for sure what happened that night. I already told you. A bunch of people died. Lots of people were brutally, brutally murdered. All of them all at once? Or were there signs of this like accumulating over time? Do we not know? Nope. It was everything was normal until the storm when everyone went inside. After the storm cleared, they came out and found the scene. They found silence, blood leaking out of the house, everything unlocked. So it was over the course of a night when a bad storm was rolling through the town. Cool. All right. For years after the massacre, the mansion rapidly declined and was almost a slum dwelling because the owners did little to maintain the place. Can you blame them? Right. Same. Oh. <laughs> um, it was rented out as apartments for a time during the great influx of Italian immigrants in the late 1800s. But it didn't last long because the place was so haunted and everybody went out screaming, right? Oh, I like that. Lo- sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Continue. Continue. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. Really? You're excited about this? It's, <laughs> it's in New Orleans. Not here. It's fine. Go. <laughs> We're going there in Shh. June. Bite your tongue, woman. Keep just <laughs> continue on with your story. At this time, an Italian woman who lived there made a living washing clothes, which she would then hang out to dry off the top balcony. One day, she fell over the ironwork to the pavement below and was instantly killed. Some say she most likely leaned back too far while hanging the clothes, but other people who lived in the home started making claims of the feeling of being pushed Mm. while on the various balconies and believed that she too was pushed. Ah. Mm -hmm. In 1949... The building hosted the New Orleans Academy of Art for a brief time uh, before most of the students were drafted. Many students had claims that strange sounds could often be heard there at night, like the soft piping of oriental flutes Mm -hmm. and the pad of footsteps on the stairs. Uh, People also claimed that they could see the faces of women in the windows uh, peering out of the windows from the upper floors. Screams, moans, and frantic running sounds were also commonly reported. Yay. Um, By the 1950s, the house had been cleaned up a bit and was, again, used as an apartment building. It was divided into nine units. Several were two stories. One of the tenants, known as Gypsy, rented the downstairs apartment. In her story, uh, one day a man in garish oriental robes suddenly appeared in her apartment. She vividly recalled the incident. My two-room apartment had only one door, which opened into the main hall only a few yards from the foot of the enormous central staircase that wound its way up to the floors above. I always kept it locked, and even if whoever it was had a key, I would have heard it turning in the lock. Yet there was nothing, only silence. One minute he was there, and the next he was gone. He didn't seem hostile. He just stood there and looked at me, but it was terribly eerie and nerve-wracking. Yeah. No. She saw the man a second time a few days later. She woke up and he was standing at the end of her bed. Nope. Mm -mm. There was no sign of him when I turned on the lights and got it to check. I abandoned everything there the next day and went to stay with a friend until I could find another place to live. There you go. Smart woman. (laughs) A few days later, she and her friend went back to gather a few of her things and she had her last and most terrifying experience. No. We were standing in the dimly lit hallway in the empty house. As I locked the door, we suddenly heard a blood-curdling scream come out of the blackness somewhere at the top of the staircase just a few feet from us. A long, shrill scream that ended in a horrible gurgle. Mm -mm. We ran as if the devil himself were after us, out the street door. We laugh about it today, but it was pretty frightening at the moment. 
I never went back to get the rest of my things. Hell no. Okay, can I just interject real quick? Yes. Whenever I hear stories of, like, ghosts in apartments or houses and people are like, oh, you know, it happened for a couple months and then we finally decided to leave. I'm like, what the hell? I like this girl because she booked it right away. She had two visions and she was like, mm, I'm good. That's Felicia. <laughs> that's my girl. Well, reportedly. No, this girl. I like this girl. We'll keep her. That's her story. That's her story. We don't know. What I'm saying is we don't know if anything else happened. Like uh-huh. there are weird noises. That's just the pushing. That was the pushing point. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did say that, you know, people have heard music. They've heard weird screechings. They've heard footsteps. Yeah. Up until this point. That's just one of the first like legit documented yeah. Yeah. encounters in the home. I like her. In 1966, the house was purchased by Jean DeMarco and her husband, nope, Jean. Jean, John, Jean. Jean. What? What are you looking at? I don't know. I'm trying to see if there's... I'm not looking at anything. Ooh, I've already read this page, so there's nothing done. It's fine. In 1966, the house was purchased by Jean D'Amico and her husband, Frank. The house was, again, still in bad shape and desperately needed repairs. They decided to restore the place and turn it into luxury apartments. Because that worked so well before. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Have they not learned? Jean recalled, people would look a little curiously at us when they knew we were the owner. Some even told me how they used to cross the street and pass it on the other side. Can you blame them? She dismissed the stories as nothing more than supernatural gossip until she experienced something for herself. One night while trying to sleep, Jean sensed a presence in the room with her. She looked up and saw a man standing at the end of the bed. Thinking my eyes were playing tricks on me, I closed them for a moment and then opened them again to refocus, but the figure was still there, this time closer. No. When the form suddenly seemed to move towards my side of the bed, I panicked and turned on the light on my night table. Imagine my surprise when there was no one there. <laughs> Yay. My literal nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Even today, the Sultan's angry spirit is thought to be responsible for unusual noises, loud music, and strong incense smells that flow throughout the home. As well as unwelcome advances on female visitors. Nope. No, thank you. Even today, the Sultan's Palace remains a curious and intriguing mystery of New Orleans and the French Quarter. We may never know the secrets this mansion still hides and what curious tales they might tell if only these walls could talk. No. And that's my story. Whoa, 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 whoa. Of my random super strange sensation as walking through the streets of New Orleans. That's really creepy that you experience that before you knew what was going I've on. I've never heard of that place before until that tour had and the little blurb creepy. on it. Yeah. It was very strange. Oh man. And that's why I was gonna try and do something holiday related and I was like, I need to research this place. Yes, you <laughs> man. Did you happen to take a picture of it? I didn't because I had no idea what it was. Of course you can find pictures and we will post photos mm-hmm. on the blog and on the social majors. Majors. The majors. Wicked. Yeah. So I want to go back. Oh, man. And I like how everybody's mood shifted, not just you being the mm. sensitive one. And like I said, we did have a tired toddler, and it was lunchtime, and there was a lot of other factors, but it was very strange that it was at that point in the tour. Like, we went to stop at a bar, because mm-hmm. we were like, well, we'll stop, we'll grab a drink, and then finish our walk until we get to where we want to eat. And my stepdad got a beer and, like, took a sip out of it. And he was like, oh, this is flat, and chucked it in a trash can. And we're like, we need to go find what? flat right now. That's oh, perfectly wow. good beer, sir. Yeah. 
how dare you? How dare you? That's alcohol abuse. Um, so yeah, from that point on, we started making our way to food. Fair. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Oh, so, man. It was a very strange sensation, but I'm glad I now know why. Oh, man. What I like most about that is that it's something that you experience <laughs> kind of the fact that it wasn't me experiencing it well no the fact that it's not like you went to new orleans and you were like googling haunted right stories in new orleans you just had yeah. a strange sensation yeah it was really weird and then i read through the little blip because like i said it was our next stop uh-huh. on this walkthrough tour and as i was reading through it as we were walking to go grab lunch i was like huh cool put that in the back pocket for later uh-huh. and then started looking into it on our way home and i was like huh cool <laughs> <laughs> that's a normal reaction yeah totally oh, so man. i want to go back without my small child and with Fair. the oomph and with our oomph and, and you, you know guys what? here's the deal it's gonna be a great time for you and rebecca i will be ordering you food at the restaurant down the street <laughs> So and then let me well, know how it goes. Think it's it for us. privately owned, uh-huh. so I don't think that we can do like tours. Okay. Um, cool. Last I saw, it sold I think in 2013, mm-hmm. and it's was owned up until the latest records I could find. And this place is very, very strange because you search it and it comes up like top five haunted places in New Orleans, top ten places in the Southeast, haunted, haunted, haunted. Check out this place, but the stories and the information on it vague very vague like i had to go to the most places and sites and books and everything to gather what i got nice like the story of the massacre and the murder is out there and it's pretty much consistent yeah but the hauntings for it to be listed as like this insanely haunted haunted place where all of these people get feelings and detect things there's not a whole lot of stories documented which i thought was really strange Hmm. Interesting. It's because people get scared, really, really scared, and then run away and pretend it never happened. So I kind of do want to do a tour or go meet with someone who is more familiar with the story and find out some more. So hopefully while we're there in June, I'm taking you on a ghost tour in New Orleans, Tiffany. I know. (laughs) I know. We will get you severely inebriated. How about this? I'm assuming Wine and Crime will be there. I'm assuming they'll do some sort of meetup. That would be the shiznit. I will pay for your ticket if you go on a ghost tour with me. Done. Oh, why did I say that? <laughs> oh, my heart just sank. Wow, you are easily ah. persuaded. Amanda I mean, has that effect on her. My girlfriend's going to be there, so... Ow, my heart. <laughs> um, and let us take them... What? That was not part of the deal. It is now. Shit. Um, <laughs> crap. So I know Rebecca's down. You did one with me here. I know. I mean, granted, where we went. I'm sorry. Why is haunted? You did one close to home. Yeah, but I don't. New Orleans is technically close to home for her, too, because her family's from Louisiana. True. So you should be fine. Should be. Oh, God. Will be. Will be. (sighs) And if not, you have six months to prepare and not only talk about handful more spooky stories between now and then can't wait (laughs) it's gonna be awesome and we'll go to a bar there is a ghost tour bar crawl okay let's do that first (laughs) well it's part of okay like as you're doing the tour you stop at different bars all right we're gonna have to start stop at some bars beforehand too well i have a feeling if we're at crime con we probably will have a few day drinks i would imagine a couple because cool. why not wine, wine not, not. <laughs> so when cider 
Juggernaut. Cytonaut? No. Astronaut. Juggernaut. <laughs> anyway, so my uh, honeymoon with the ruler was in Savannah. Thank and... you for clarifying which honeymoon. Absolutely. Well, as we've already discussed, he is my first husband, according to Rebecca. So. <laughs> True. <laughs> Didn't mean it that way. <laughs> but where'd, we... where'd you stay in Savannah? Uh, we stayed in some, like, cheap motel, like, a mile out from... So not haunted. Got it. No. No. Although one of the bed and breakfasts I wanted to stay into... <gasps> Ashley! I'm fine. It only hurt a little bit. You scared me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry you're hurt, but... Stab! The bed and breakfast I wanted to stay in, I found out afterwards, is super haunted. So I'm Where do you want to stay? It was pretty. I'll pull up a picture. In Savannah, all of them are pretty. Yeah. It had... I, I can see the picture of it. It had this really cute little front stoop and a flag hanging out. Anyway, I'll pull up a picture. Not, Not southern helpful. architecture at all. No. That totally stands out. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> we did a lot of, like, I am big on doing the little tours. Like, anytime there's a little placard saying, this house is historical, I'm like, let's go look. You do realize that's also a placard saying it's haunted. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily, because we did a couple house tours on it, and... um. I felt kind of weird in some of them, and I just, like, powered through and got out of there and didn't think about it. But I wonder now, like, if I were to go on some of the haunted, or into some of the haunted places without knowing they're haunted in just a regular tour, how I would feel. So, yeah. Cool beans. Maybe I've been in some haunted places. I'm sure I mean, I've stayed in a haunted place in Savannah. Well, I mean, we went on a ghost tour. True. So you were... And I hid like a baby. That during bottle some of them. has stuff in it. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> let's drink the one that still has a drink in it. Oh, cheers. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty cool. Yes. Ow, sorry. My goodness. I'm gonna have to get one of those mats under my chair so I can yeah. scoot this back a little bit. They're expensive, but that doesn't have to be discussed right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, Patreon. So you can find us on Patreon and get us mats so our rolly chairs roll. But yeah, and you'll hear less cheers. So, yeah, my story. Happy New Year. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sweet. Whoa. Happy New Year. Be safe. Don't party at any haunted sultan palaces. Unless you want to and know about it ahead of time, in which case, no, more power to you. I wonder if that would, like, peak him like if people were having, like, a party, if that would, Well, like... high energy places tend to have more activity. Well, yeah, but then on top of that, like, that being his thing... Like drugs and parties and constant goings-ons. Oh, maybe. But if it's a big party going on like that and like a real rager, would anybody even notice him? Well, I mean, if you saw him, if people were seeing full apparitions, you could still potentially see him. I mean, but him. if you're like super partying and kind of hammered and you well, see maybe it and you're then like... you really would see him even more. So the real question is, Tiffany, how many ghosts haven't you noticed? <laughs> God, I wish we'd recorded that face. <laughs> I think Tiffany just died a little. Oh, no. You're making her cry. I did a bad thing. (laughs) Oh, no. All right, Rebecca, you're at my slumber party until the ruler gets home. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) We have wine. Hi. You just made her cry. Let's not think about that. Sorry. How'd you endure 2018? Oh Rebecca made me cry. <laughs> Sorry. No. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> mm. Oh boy. Um. Cheers. <laughs> Well, that took a turn. I am so sorry. It's mm. fine. 
I just got a little anxious. <laughs> and it started off so well. <laughs> Everything great, guys. It's fantastic. Let me end the episode in tears. I'm the peppy one. Everything's so good. My life's so great. Oh, no. Rebecca, oh, you laughing. broke her. No, I'm laughing so hard. My eyes are watering. Oh, no. Rebecca's crying, I too. don't cry. It's an emotional year, guys. <laughs> I'm not going to cry again. All right. I think my tear ducts are dried out after my massive panic attack yesterday. There you go. So, so on that note, getting tears out of me. Um, stay tuned for a nightcap. Yeah, yes. that'll be after the music at the end. Remember, friends, everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found on our, our website, theladiesestrange.com. Or you can email them to us at theladiesestrange at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon. Keep it strange, lovelies. We'll talk to you next year. See you next year. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Rebecca's going to make us cry. We love you. Happy New Year. Is there a New Year song? Can we sing a song? For all acquaintance, be forgot and never brought to mind. Should I? I don't know all the words, but I want to sing along. Rebecca made Tiffany cry. (laughs) Not on purpose. (laughs) Bye, guys. I have to pee. Hi, fuckers. I'm Jason Almy. And I'm Christina Almy, and we're the hosts of Shit Happens When You Party Naked. You should listen to our podcast if you like interviews with fascinating and insightful guests. What recovery has done in my life, you know, I shouldn't be alive right now, first off, so I'm already blessed just by my heart beating every day. Or even silly and profane guests. Remember that time I was 14 and I was sucking dick? <laughs> or extreme profanity. When you were saying c- uh-huh. For a second, I was like, oh my God, your mom is right there. No. I didn't say in front of your mom. I mean, I know we've dropped the F-bomb in front of your mom a whole bunch, but we should not say the word in front of Joanne. Please, don't say in front of Joanne. Or explicit tales of fuckery. There's my buddy Chris standing in the, in the aisle, pissing on the floor, pretending to be looking at an ironing board. Or shitty Samuel L. Jackson impressions? What ain't no country I ever heard of? They speak English and what? English, motherfucker, do you speak it? Say what again? (laughs) I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Bro, you promised to stop making me do the Sam Jackson impression, you fucker. Search for Shit Happens When You Party Naked on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, Podbean, SoundCloud, Overcast, Soundcast, Undercast, Sound Pocket and Pocket Sound. I double dare you, motherfucker.